0: Hey, guess what? What? We're back. Oh, we're back. It's a
1: new episode. Awesome. And Alex, how have you been? I've been great. Alan, good to see you. Good to see you too. Uh, yes. All right. It's been a while. Lots of stuff going on. All right. What's Lots what's
0: going on right at the time of this recording?
1: Right at the time of this recording. Um, well, we got. I had this uh, about a month ago. I went up to Gainesville. I found out that this is Awesome Transformers. I don't know if you call it a store, but it's out of this guy's house. But don't let that discourage anybody that wants to check it out. Um, It's called Transformerland.com. This guy's been in business since 1999. Hmm. uh, Got the website and then kind of got kicking in the early 2000s. And... um, he is the only place that I've found that, like, if you need some random fist from 1984 Starscream, he's got it. Wow. Like, little accessory parts, plus all the Transformers, any line, anything, you do a search. Um, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. So, when I found out he was in Gainesville, it's like two hours up the road. I'm like, you know, my son, Ben, he's, like, big into Transformers. Gave him a surprise. I'm like, let's roll up there. Called him up. They were like, oh, well, you know, we're kind of out of a house. Mm-hmm. So with school at university of florida I was familiar with Gainesville. So it was like the last Gainesville exit and then not only that you had to get off the road, go like 4 miles, 4 miles, 4 mi- in in the middle of the sticks was this place. Mm-hmm. But you go there and there was like a main house and then there was an addition built on this house uh, at some point and the addition is like this whole Transformers land place. So the main room you are surrounded with as many Transformers as you could possibly imagine. Of all types, original in boxes, it was crazy. Hmm. Hanging on shelves just everywhere. Then they had a whole separate room for like some inventory that they hadn't even cataloged yet. Then they had a whole separate room set up for, uh, with like the white sheet to take pictures that they were putting it online. Mm. And they had a full-time staff working out of this wow. place. And then they had a whole other garage, which was like the inventory, mm-hmm. just filled... Like a two-car garage filled floor to ceiling (laughs) that you could walk through of boxes of Transformers and stuff. Hmm. They had um, one person in charge of cataloging and inventory, one person in charge of photographs, one person in charge of sales. And then the main guy who lived in the house, he was basically just in charge of like emailing this, that, and whatever because he was taking care of his – his wife and him were taking care of his son because they were homeschooling him because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So they were just doing that thing. And I'm like, man, like this. And they said business has been booming since the pandemic. You know, people right. are not outspending money. So they want to spend money on nostalgia, make them mm-hmm. feel good. Just like I've been doing a little too much. Right, right. Um. So, yeah, it was great with Ben. I mean, he he. I think it was a little too much for him because he was just like, oh, there's this guy and that mm-hmm. guy. I'm like, do you mind if he looks around? And they're like, no. And so he goes, well, Daddy, check this out. And he grabs like a, a G1 uh, shockwave mm. in the box, wow. brand new, yeah, $750. Oof. They want for he's like, Daddy, check this out, it's shockwave. And I'm like, Uh, be careful with that, Ben. You know, <laughs> they had like a Megatron, it was like a thousand dollars in the box. Whoa. They, they had, I mean, pretty much you like going back in time to mm-hmm. 1984, 85, you know, Japanese ones, just I mean, mm-hmm. whatever, like, and super knowledgeable, mm-hmm. um, nice guy. So, yeah, I was there. God, for like a while, for like an hour and a half, just looking at stuff, bought a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Um, I bought a bunch of Combiner Wars stuff. I bought Combiner Wars, Superion. They didn't have Bruticus. I bought Combiner Wars, um, was it just Superion? Oh, yeah. Superion. And then I bought the, um, uh, the Dinobots from Pro- Power of the Primes, mm-hmm. which actually- The Volcanicus? The Volcanicus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they transformed into Volcanicus. And everything was like new in the box and it was reasonably priced. Mm. Um... So that was pretty cool. So yeah, we had a we had a good time with that. Um, but I recommend transformerland.com. I'm giving them a, a free plug here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a pretty cool place. And if you're And they don't
0: mind that you show up to the the location?
1: No, I mean it's not something I guess people usually do. Right. I mean I called them in advance. Right. And I'm like, hey, you know, it was like Monday. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be there Wednesday around this mm-hmm. time. And they were like, okay, like, well, you know, we're in a house and all this other stuff. And I mean, they were they were cool.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Um, you know, it was definitely better. I mean, you could, of course, buy stuff online. And obviously, that's how they do 99.9% of their business. But mm-hmm. it was just so cool to be there and see all the stuff they had. Right. Uh, I mean, I just, I never saw anything like it. Hmm. Um You know, there there were pictures online and and they they did it justice. I mean just like a a room the size of like the room we're in, just filled top to bottom with G one transformers in the box. Right. Wow. Whether they were reissue or whatever, but they Mm -hmm. were like new in the box. Yeah. (laughs) You know. So I mean it was just it just was cool, you know. That's
0: interesting. So he he has to hunt down all these in box toys all over the world And just acquires them
1: Yeah I, I, I can't even begin to imagine uh, I spoke to him briefly He was busy, you know, with his son But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wanted to talk to him more About how he started up And how he acquired, like, all these things Right You know, but, I mean, anything that they have that they they buy and, you know, they even have, like, a I think an identifier engine. Like, if you take a picture of something and you Mm -hmm. put it online, you're like, what's this? And then they'll write back and be like, oh, that's, you know, Rodimus Prime's weapon from this line in this year. And Mm -hmm. they'll let you know and how much it's worth if you want to sell it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the like if, if you're a super collector and you want complete things, I don't know any other website that finds these the rare accessories. Right, right. And, I mean, they have so much stuff to go through. I hmm. mean, it's it's more than a full-time job for one person to go ahead and catalog an inventory, all the little accessories, mm-hmm. and try to figure out what they are. I mean, I don't even know how they figure that out. Right. You know, people go to them to figure it out, so how do they know?
0: <laughs> They've got a staff of
1: experts. they got a staff of experts. I don't know if they're all just secretly, you know, Hasbro retirees or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't that old, but yeah. So... I've been going at um, Acme. I think it's just called Acme Toys or Acme Comics or something yeah, like that in town in, in, Longwood. in Longwood,
0: Florida. Yeah, um, which is a favorite place of mine to take people who are visiting Orlando from out of town
1: because
0: mm-hmm. it's like 45 minutes away from any of the theme parks, uh, so they wouldn't normally think of going there. But it's this enormous comic book store slash uh, classic toys store mm-hmm. um, where it's just aisles and aisles of whatever category you remember from the eighties and nineties, everything, everything's there. It's GI Joe, transformers, ghostbusters, Marvel comics, Ninja turtle, everything. everything. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's even if you don't have a shopping agenda, it's just worth browsing the aisles. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good to kill some time and just look around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like just to be like, wow, I remember this from when I was a kid Mm -hmm. or I had whatever. And, and oh yeah. Yeah. It was very cool.
0: And not only that, it's reasonably priced mm-hmm. like normally you see stuff if you go to a convention or whatever there'll be stuff out of the box and they they have cranked up the the price of these things but like there's um a, a beast wars transformer up there that i bought from there the uh, optimus primal okay uh trans metal. and he was like 15 bucks wow out of the box and he wow. was already out of print for like i don't know 15 years or so uh-huh so um yeah, like they and the hat came with everything. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. And yeah, I I really am impressed with the prices they have, let alone the selection they have at Acme.
1: So that's the thing too is you know they have so much stuff. So if you're like a collector, it's a really good place to go because the thing is the prices, like you said. So when I go to like Transformer Land, I paid market what you say? market price mm-hmm. i paid what what it was i wasn't like objecting to it or anything like right. that you know i felt it was it was fine but you're not going to definitely get a deal the thing is that these places sometimes they, they have so much inventory they don't know exactly how much one thing is worth or not mm-hmm. and you're probably going to get it 5 10 15 bucks or more cheaper there mm-hmm. because like they don't have like if you're looking for transformers like they don't have a transformers expert mm-hmm. that's looking up the actual value of toy a so they'll list it for about what they think it is, but it's probably going to be cheaper than what you may even find online. Um, right? Yeah. So
0: well, I think Acme they they price them to move. Like they don't want stuff sitting on their shelves yes, for too they long. Did mention that. Yeah. And so what I think the way they get around that is when someone sells them a toy, they're basically undercutting. Yes. what they're buying like severely so right. you're not going to get much money out of acme when you're selling your toys to them but as a result you can get some pretty good priced toys on the shelves
1: yeah i think they're just looking for people to, to give whatever it's kind of like that store that i my wife can't stand once upon a child will, will pay two hundred dollars <laughs> for a crib and they'll offer you like yeah, oh, here's five bucks mm-hmm. yep so no we got we still buy clothes for once Upon a Child Oh it's a great place To get stuff Yeah yeah But if you're talking About selling it there No it's no no It's like an insult I was like I'd rather Put it out on the curb It's not yeah. even worth my time Yeah I know
0: yeah. I mean like it's They'll give you like Store credit or stuff For buying more stuff there. Right which, again, they, they're selling stuff at a good price. So. Right. I mean, that's what they do. It's and better that's what, than throwing it away. And I'm that's
1: sure. what I was going to do with Acme. I found in the in the garage, uh, uh, my wife has a original Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, no kidding. So I was going to bring it to them. And they it's were working? like, oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it's working. But, I mean, it doesn't uh, have anything with it. I don't know if it ever came with anything. It's, like, not in the box. Mm. So they were selling one that was in the box there. I think for, it was, like, 150 bucks, And I'm like, all right, this is loose out of the box. And right. it was clearly worn. Yeah. You know, used. And they were like, well, you know, we may not give you anything. And I'm like, hey, store credit. Wow. They, they were like, they weren't going to give acne? me cash. Yeah. yeah. They weren't going to give me cash. She was like, but we'll give you store credit. I'm okay. like, I'll take store credit. That's okay. fine. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'll buy something else here. No mm-hmm. big deal. So I got to bring it into them. So.
0: A working Teddy Ruxpin's got to be worth something because those motors in the in the jaw, they, they burn out. Right. Right. So if if it's still moving, it's that's a good deal.
1: Yeah, I mean they were just saying that it's 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 about it selling because they said that they they had the one in the box there for a couple of months and nobody oh. was buying it. So
0: yeah, there's not a resurgence in popularity. Yeah. Yet. So you know, and it's know. a it's a the medium is outdated. You can't yeah, find you can't cassettes deck, anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, it was funny. So we were going to Acme, and I didn't even realize the day that I went there, uh, they were having some sort of Star Wars small convention-ish thing going on. Mm. So we went around. It was packed, so we parked in the back. And as I'm walking in with my son, Ben, who's five, um, there's a dude full Stormtrooper costume, Mm -hmm. like full-on looks like a Stormtrooper, and he's walking out behind the thing. Mm. And I'm like, Ben, look, a Stormtrooper. And he's like, ooh. And I'm like, you know what that means? And he goes, what? And I said, that means Darth Vader's nearby. (laughs) And he goes, Daddy, is Darth Vader come here to buy Autobots? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) Stuff like that's priceless. I, I Where just, are your Autobots? Yes, it's just <laughs> that's what he was looking for. You uh-huh. know? I mean maybe the droids transformed. I don't mm-hmm. know. So I thought that was funny. So, um, moving on to Transformers news. Um, so we had you know this the Seed show that came out in June, and now we have uh, Earthrise mm-hmm. coming out uh, December thirtieth, from what I understand. So you've seen the trailer. I have. Yes. Okay, your your thoughts from what you remember?
0: You know, I think the biggest thing that stuck out for me was at the end where we get to see a glimpse of Unicron and uh-huh. we get a glimpse of Galvatron talking, talking to, to Megatron. Megatron. Yes. Um, so what that says to me is it's probably going to be something similar to what we saw in the comic book continuity where instead of well, actually, in the comic books, they kind of did this, too. But in, in the comic books, instead of the time jump you had in the cartoon and then you just, you know,
1: we were there yeah.
0: And, and Megatron was transformed into Galvatron. Right. What happened in the comic books was you don't have a time jump. Everything takes place in modern times. And then when you introduce the quote unquote futuristic characters, they're all time travelers. So they came from the year 2005 back to 1985. So you have a time displaced Galvatron talking to Megatron, and I think they they do still have that origin of Unicron modifying him into Galvatron, but but you have them in the story because they've been time displaced.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: So in this, that might be the way they go. In this, maybe they're time displaced, and maybe that's what the unicron is passing through maybe a, a time distortion mm-hmm. field or it may just be that all these guys cyclonus Galatron, Cy- uh, scourge all of them were just whole cloth created from unicron and they're just right they're just they're different uh, characters heralds of unicron or something mm-hmm. i don't know
1: it'll be interesting to see but yeah i thought that was that was pretty good fan service to throw in the unicron and have the galvatron talking to megatron be like what yeah yeah so that was, I that do kind
0: of cool. like having them separate characters, because that way you don't have to kill one of them off. Right. You can still have them both. And I... I look, who who's who doesn't prefer Megatron to Galvatron anyway? I mean, I think it's just a, I a better actu- character.
1: I actually preferred... My favorite, when it was all be just way too brief, was movie Galvatron. Hmm. Because... L- the Leonard Nimoy. T- t- well... For Leonard Nimoy's voice, but even more so because TV Galvatron, when mm-hmm. he got thrown into that lava, he got all crazy and weird. Right. So I thought movie Galvatron was a little bit more sinister sure. than regular Megatron because he didn't even blink. I mean, Megatron had a thousand times he could have killed Starscream in the show. Mm-hmm. And I know it was the show and they want to make it bigger for the movie. But he didn't even think about it. The movie He's just like Starscream, you're done. Right. You know, and and he just. I don't know. He just seemed like a, a like like a, a worse villain. Um, I mean,
0: he's definitely better in the movie than in the show, for sure. Yeah. But then again, there's also a difference with that regard to movie Megatron and movie and uh, TV Megatron because
1: yeah, he's more sinister. I too, mean, he didn't he murder anyone right.
0: in in the TV show. Yeah, I'm sure he wanted to, but uh, he, he just straight up executed people in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, That's true. But but the difference between. The Nimoy Galvatron versus the Welker Galvatron is like what you said. He's just a whacked out crazy fool in the TV show mm-hmm. to the point where like the other Decepticons are like, well, he needs professional help. We oh, gotta- yeah. They even know. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, even say they send that, right. him to an insane asylum yeah. planet. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just nuts. Like it, 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 the fact that he could accomplish anything with this level of insanity was just Right. Didn't, didn't jibe well with me.
1: Right, right, and 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 with all due respect to Welker, because it wasn't a difference between Welker's voice and Nimoy's voice. It was mm-hmm. just the way they wrote the character. But right, yes. right. Now, mm-hmm. Have you heard of Hotlink? No. Okay, so Hotlink's a jet. He's like a purple jet, and um, I'd never heard of Hotlink before. I guess it was a character that hadn't been introduced yet. Uh, and then, when I was reading stuff about it, I guess he was like kind of in the background. I had a couple lines in the War for Cybertron show, mm-hmm. and he turned into a seeker, you know, the pyramidal looking jet. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty cool. I um, was debating about whether to get him, and then I was doing more research, and then I found out that Hotlink is actually in the G1 Transformers. And that made me more excited, and okay. I was like, all right. And he looked like a cool toy, so I went ahead and picked him up. So I'm like, well, where is he in the G1 Transformers? So get this mm-hmm. no lines. Mm-hmm. One scene, mm. Hotlink is the uh, Decepticon that throws the flamethrower around oh. Bumblebee and Wheeljack in the first episode. Right. Yes.
0: Okay. No, I remember that. Then that's also where they introduce um, Sunstorm because the, the basically all the alternate colored Seekers that are in in that episode, or maybe, actually maybe a later episode, like when they come back for um, Countdown to Extinction or something. No, those are different. Those are different. They're they're different. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's, but they, I know what you're talking about. He has a flamethrower, and then it forms a flame ring around right. Wheeljack and such.
1: So he's he's just in that scene, no lines, and that's what happens. There's two other robots in there. I think they might have given them names. Uh-huh. But one has, like, red, white, and blue wings, and another one's a different color. Okay. They're completely different than the Rainmaker sink- Seekers that you see in Countdown to Extinction. Right, okay. Those are three different... Acid Storm. And, yeah. Okay. And Ion Storm, or whatever okay. they're called, or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. so you never see those characters again, but...
0: But in that scene... That you're talking about, they're all like what, like a light blue colored?
1: Well, Hotlink is like a purple. Okay. Um, there was one that was like kind of had red, white, and blue wings, and I think there was another one that was sort of gray. I, I, if I remember. Correctly.
0: But you're talking about the toys. No, no, no. Oh, in, in the cartoon. In, in, the, in the cartoon. The, so they you had three, purple.
1: They showed red, white, and
0: blue, and what was and the other I one?
1: Was, I think there was a grayish, a grayish. one. I could be, I could be mistaken. Okay. Okay. I mean, I remember you,
0: like a grayish, maybe a white, light blue. Yeah. Okay. So
1: yeah, so I mean, you, they were definitely not. You know, Starscream, right. Thundercracker, and Skywarp. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I mean, because obviously they were so somewhere in that battle, but off to the side because when they escaped, then uh, Skywarp and Thundercracker turned into the ships and chased them mm-hmm. over down to Icon. So, but it was cool that they added them in there. They also um,
0: had those army builders on Earth. Like when they they sh- you see the scores of. Decepticons in the skies. Yeah, I never
1: knew what they were. Well, you had
0: multiple Seekers. Right. That were all like a generic light blue. Yes. And then you had multiple reflectors yes. too. Yes, for, for whatever reason. Right.
1: It's got to take a lot of pictures, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know. So, anyway, I thought that was pretty cool, so I picked up Hotlink. So, I brought a bunch of toys in. Okay. A bunch of toys. All right, so who this, we got first? Let's... What we have here is...
0: We have a blue a car. blue
1: car, and he's a pretty cool car. Um...
0: Is this a Subaru? Uh, yeah, I guess it
1: could be a Subaru. I'm guessing um, it is. So, I don't like, know. what... It looks kind of like an Impreza, but it could the, be wrong. What the line is called, but it's the one that they come and they also comes with the comic books. I noticed that you had one or two of those as well. Mm-hmm. The one with the RC. I really yeah. like this line. So this is actually Skids. Now Skids was okay. the original was like kind of a weird looking truck.
0: Yes, he was like a minivan. Yeah, like a minivan or an SUV. But yeah, yeah.
1: They look kind of like. Weird. So, when
0: like, I saw this from a distance, I assumed it was Skids. Right. Because it's the same color scheme and almost with the hatchback, he did kind of have a Skids appearance. So, if you were to ask me to name him, I would have named him Skids. So, that's cool.
1: Right. So, I really like the way he looks as a car and then the way he looks as a robot, too. I mean, I could transform here in a second. Mm-hmm. Take a little bit. But you can see on the back of the packaging... Um, He looks awesome as a robot, way better than G1 Skids. And what's really awesome about him is he is armed to the hilt. Mm -hmm. He's got cannons behind his head. (laughs) He's got guns underneath his fists Uh on both sides with double cannons. And then he's got a regular gun, which breaks apart into two guns. So he's got uh, altogether about ten weapons that he could fire off which is, you know, great for a child's imagination mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And Ben picked this guy out and absolutely loves him. And hmm. I had to bargain with him just to even take him here to go ahead and have him on the show because mm-hmm. he, like, sleeps with him and he just loves loves this toy. <laughs> right. And this toy is a great toy. When I saw it, I was just like, oh, man, I would have picked this for myself. Um, you know, great transformation. Not, not overly difficult, but still pretty cool and just the way he looks in robot form and in car form Mm -hmm. is great and you know that's that's kind of hard to do like a lot of things like they look good in one version or another Mm -hmm. but sometimes they don't always translate and then you know again the fact that he has just all these weapons um and the joints the fists kind of move um you know and he's available like online and everything like that and i think he's only like 35 bucks um, which you would think would be a little bit expensive, but it, it really isn't for, um, the playability and, and everything of this toy. So like, I really, I remember the alternator
0: him. of smokescreen and I think he was the first alternator that came out mm-hmm. and I think he was based on a Subaru, uh, Impreza. Right. Um, but that's
1: when they made them look like real cars. Right. Yeah. They were
0: based off real cars, which the original car robot Diaclones were as well. Right. Um, and then they've, they've kind of shied away from that because that costs licensing. Yes. And, uh, but, but it looks like they may not have the rights to use the logo, but they still have a very similar design.
1: So there, and then actually he's got some cannons in the back here. Oops. Anyway, they're, they're in there, but yeah. Cool. Basically, and his regular gun... Um, breaks apart into two different weapons if you need to, so you can put one in each hand. hmm So, it's, it's a really cool, really cool looking toy. Cool. So. What else you got? What else I got? So, next, I found this find at Acme Toys, and I thought it was great. I haven't opened them up yet, but the guy there said he had one and he sold it. This is Bumblebee. But this is Cybertronian Bumblebee. Oh, yes. Now, he does not look like the little flying saucer thing. Mm-hmm. But if you turn him over, you see he's a futuristic-looking car. Mm-hmm. And I thought his car mode was awesome-looking.
0: Yes, I think I've seen this in the uh, uh, an Xbox PlayStation video game. Oh, okay. Where all of the Cybertronian modes of the... Autobots they all do have wheels unlike the um, G1 series right and um, so you have modes like this for Bumblebee as well as Optimus Prime and all of them yes kind they had these, an Optimus Prime there these sleeked big rubber tire modes that are very futuristic alienware stuff I, I, I think it's a cool design
1: it's a very cool design and then what I like is, I mean, I like his, his head looks very G1-ish. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, he pretty much looks like what you could imagine he would look like on Cybertron, although he does not look like the stupid little flying saucer with the wings. But I right. actually like this concept better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though he just looks like a futuristic car, but I thought he was he was really cool. I yeah. Was, I was very impressed with this toy, so I went ahead and, and picked them up. I picked up some others, but I'll save those for the... For the future cast, so I think moving a, on to the next story. a fan
0: somewhere designed um, a Bumblebee that has an alternate mode like the G1 episode 1. I saw, one. I saw, yeah. In robot mode, he, he leaves something to be desired, but in vehicle mode, he's pretty much identical to what you saw in that right. first episode.
1: Yeah, and then I didn't realize, I guess, when they broke it down, I guess he has actual wheels even mm-hmm. though he's a flick flying saucer, yeah. Like when he, you see
0: in the show when he flips over, he does he have a, folded up wheels that right. never get used. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, next, this came in. This is Gigawatt. All right. So Gigawatt. <laughs> we talked
0: about this in another
1: episode, didn't we? No, we did. Ectotron. We didn't. I didn't actually have the toy of Gigawatt. But we were yet. talking about the scarcity of this. We're talking about the scarcity of it, yes. Oh, yes, that's right. So because, it was going to be difficult to find. So difficult to find. Um, mm-hmm. But then, of course, um, that was when they originally had it in July. So then, right. of course, they were going to reissue it in October. Mm-hmm. They did. I picked it up. Okay. Um. All right, so what did this run you in October? Okay, so in October, it ran me 29 dollars That's not bad at all. Uh, I... I'm, it's thirty bucks. Yeah, but you know what? I'm disappointed. I'm gonna be disappointed. Okay. Um, I haven't taken him out of the box yet, but the right. size. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that's I'm 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 gonna gig him on the size. Like I mm-hmm. bought Ectotron. I know Ectotron was was fifty bucks. I think forty mm-hmm. or fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. But he's big. Like the Ectomobile right. and transforms big. And for some reason, I was just under the impression that I was gonna get. A, mm, nice a, a nice sized toy big
0: DeLorean mm-hmm. like a
1: like a DeLorean like mm-hmm. the size of Ectotron. like something of of substance But
0: is this not the same scale as the Diaclone car robots like wouldn't this match next to Sideswipe and G1 yes, Sunstreaker Yes I I
1: guess I guess you're right I guess I agree it would be about the same size as Sideswipe but you know I don't know for some reason just because I just I felt like I wanted him bigger Mhm um So it's still cool to have, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll probably take him out and play with him. Um, but I, I don't know. For some reason I felt like I was a little bit gypped on the, on the size or whatever, but it was cool to come in. I love these, these nostalgic toys. Is he
0: the same size as your skids as well? Would that be a comparable size?
1: Um, I think he's a little bit, he's actually a little bit bigger than skids. Okay. He might be a little bit bigger than skids, but Mm -hmm. not by much.
0: And then skids. How much does skids run?
1: Skids was thirty five, but okay, of course, so,
0: so skids was more.
1: Skids was more, but I don't know. I felt with skids, I was paying more because this was like a toy that was issued a lot of years ago, so it might be more hard to find.
0: Oh, okay, it's out of print.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just being silly about it because I wanted a <laughs> you had toy expectations. Or I had expectations. All right, but my expectations. Are you ready for this? Yes. Were
0: surpassed. Surpassed. All right.
1: When. When Maverick came. Oh, in. you
0: got Maverick.
1: This thing is fantastic. Oh, that looks Look great. Look at this. So
0: this is in the box. This is in the box. This has, this so this is a straight up F-14. F-14. In top the box. In the box. Looks uh, good.
1: From uh, Top Gun. And, and then um, do the
0: wings? Are the wings fixed, or can they spread out? Do you know?
1: Uh, I really don't know. Okay. I'm curious now. Um they don't have a picture on the box, or do they have a picture on the box what he transforms in? No, they don't. Mm-mm. Um it's it's online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know he transforms and he looks pretty cool and it has little accessories. It comes with like a little volleyball. Mm-hmm. And I think there's yep. a little pilot you can put in it and whatever. And it's
0: got he wears a and helmet. The back of the
1: box. I mean, check that out. That looks cool. Coming
0: in on the coming the aircraft coming in carrier. on the aircraft
1: carrier. Mm-hmm. I mean, the box design alone yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it just looks completely awesome. The toy size is awesome. Mm-hmm. Just everything about this is awesome. Right. This was forty nine ninety nine. worth every penny. I mm-hmm. took this out of the box and I was just like, I, I'm completely like, I, I'm thinking about getting another one to keep one in the box and play with one. Mm-hmm. Like I really really think this toy is awesome. I think
0: that volleyball, if I'm looking at it right, oh it's got a little hole in the volleyball so it could probably stick to the, the, the robot's hand or something.
1: Yeah, I think it does. I think there's a way... Um, for, for whatever reason, use mm-hmm. it as a weapon. I don't know. I'll write, I'll write Wilson on it or something. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, thoughts like this is... No, the the
0: in-jet mode, I mean, we can't transform it. It's in the box, but it's in-jet mode. It looks really impressive. Like, the detail, you look closely, there's like, you know, the, you've got the two uh, pilot seats in the cockpit here. It, it's got uh, a great, great paint job that makes mm-hmm. it look like... It's just got this beautiful detail, like, you know, smoke and scoring and whatever mm-hmm. they, they they put on this thing. Um but yeah, you just it if you had the um, G.I. Joe Sky Striker, this'll really remind you of that experience oh, of having that. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like it. It looks really good.
1: Yeah, I I very, very impressed with this. I mean this. Not that it's the size different.
0: of the Sky Striker, but it's the same jet.
1: Right. And then I mean just the work they did on the box I mean it's just fantastic. It's almost like a sin to even open it up because mm-hmm. I just I just love the way the packaging is and the box and the pictures on the back right. and the Top Gun logo on the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just awesome. Um that, that 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 is definitely my favorite one. The the Ecto-1 was cool. Um, mm-hmm. Gigawatt, like I said. Was this about
0: cool. 30 bucks as well?
1: That was 50.
0: Oh, was it really?
1: That's 49.99, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, but I mean, in my mind, that's worth every penny for the box and the look and the nostalgia mm-hmm. and everything like that. I, I really, really recommend that. Cool. I'm like I I really thinking about getting another one so I can keep the box on there because the box itself is a display. I had seen this um, show on PBS that aired last year. It was called The Rise of the Nazis. Mm. Um, so I was like, all right, check it out. It was three episodes, each was an hour, no big deal. Watched it. And I'm watching it, and, you know, I know basically Hitler and the rise to power and all this other stuff, but I'm watching it, and it's just like, okay, well, Hitler did this, and then, you know, he had the propaganda over here, and he spun this, and then there was this thing called, like, the Night of the Long Knives, which is what they had, like, political, he called it uh, mafia politics, where Mm -hmm. he basically just killed all his political rivals. right? And, you know, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, you know, I— it was obvious, obviously, in in A New Hope that the Empire is supposed to be the Nazis. I mean, the uniform—it is
0: largely inspired, yes, yeah.
1: uh, clearly. But then, in watching Hitler's rise to power, I didn't realize all of the little things that Lucas put into the movies. Mm-hmm. And now, if you particularly in the prequels, in the prequels, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, if if you if you watch, I mean, yeah. Palpatine just manipulating people's minds and, right. and, you know, doing, you know, the Clone Wars and, and mm-hmm. trying to just deceive everybody. And then then and out the, of the and Long Knives is Order 66. I right. mean, it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the title Chancellor, that
1: was a German title back then. As well. Right. Um, I mean, oh, the the vote of no confidence. Right. That was in, in Germany too. Mm-hmm. Like when he said the vote of no I'm like, what? I'm yeah. like, this is exactly the same. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know why. I mean, I'm a, I'm a student of history, but I didn't realize how much exactness that he took from that. And and, you know, I'm a big, I know a lot of people don't like the prequels, but I'm a big prequel guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that made me like him even more. I'm like, holy crap.
0: (laughs) Well, I was taking a college course, um, about the rise of the third Reich. Mm -hmm. And, um, there were a lot of things that I noticed the, the chancellor and, and all that stuff. And, and by that time, I think I had already seen, the uh, episode one, I think episode one had already been released. So like okay. I was noticing that comparison, but also some other stuff like, um, you know, um, Hans Gehring was a, um, a former um, fighter pilot hero and he oh, became a high okay. ranking member of the empire or the, 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 the Nazis. Right. And um, and so very parallel to um, Darth Vader mm-hmm. being a, a former hotshot pilot mm-hmm. as well. And uh, yeah, there were, there were a lot of stuff that that you see the c- um, comparisons to. Clearly, Lucas studied World War II because it was all Indiana Jones was was right. taking place in that time. And, right. um, And uh, yeah, he. But it wasn't exclusively Nazism. It wasn't exclusively World War II. There were other things similar. Um, ancient Rome also had a rise to power of a senator who became a Caesar okay. as well. And uh, there were there were things that you get these um, archetypes that just get repeated through history because human nature is human nature, mm-hmm. no matter what decade you're talking about. And you will see stuff like this happen: people acquiring more and more power because they're really good at manipulating people, manipulating their emotions, and getting them to buy into paranoia and just using that to their gain. And that that happens all the time right we we have to be wary of things getting out of hand regardless of what ideology you subscribe to human nature is human nature
1: I mean, I don't know if you saw it and read all the details, but I guess there was like a lot of big Disney Star Wars news, I think, last yes, week. Yes, that's um, right. I heard the Obi Wan show is coming out with mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor yep. uh, starting filming in March. Right. Uh, I know they said Hayden Christensen has some sort of role. I don't know what mm-hmm. that will be. Obviously, he'll be Darth Vader in the suit.
0: Well, the thing is, is I'm guessing it's going to be flashbacks. has got to be. Okay. It's got to be flashbacks. So that would be cause, cool. Because it makes, makes l- sense. very little sense to just put him in the suit right. and get the actor. Right. Um. But yeah. Uh, and plus, it's going to be voiced by James Earl Jones if you see Vader on screen. Is it going to be? If you if you use Vader at that point of Obi-Wan Kenobi's timeline, right, it but, would be.
1: But James Earl Jones got to be like 80-something years well, old. Well, but he, was voices, in, probably. he voiced Rogue One. He did voice Rogue One. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think that it, was like four years ago. There's no know. guarantee
0: you're going to see Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series That's true. anyway. That's true. But, uh, it, yeah, Obi-Wan is going to have some memories of Anakin, and you're going to, if you're going to cast uh, Hayden, that means you're going to film new scenes with Ewan and Hayden, which would be fantastic. Awesome. yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And I do like that you have a showrunner like Filoni, who really has studied those original trilogies like we have mm-hmm. and he will answer those questions of yeah but if this was established in the original Star Wars A New hope why is this the case mm-hmm. and so he can work within that and go okay I'm going to answer that question right I'm going to solve that continuity uh, error that we have and, and introduce a new story that justifies it and so i'm I'm curious to see what uh, what they're gonna do. And you and McGregor's always been great as mm-hmm. Obi-wan. And I to this day will still argue the prequel trilogy should have revolved around obi-wan Kenobi and and it would have been his story rather than Anakin's story.
1: yeah. I mean, i I thought a lot of it did though. I felt like we kind of followed his character in episode two, mostly. In episode Except 2 for the love scenes In
0: episode 2 you followed him in a separate storyline that right. had nothing to do with Anakin Skywalker. I thought that episodes 1 through 3 should have been about the relationship introduction, training of and falling of Obi-Wan Kenobi's student rather than hey, we just found this boy, let's see what he does and then Obi-Wan Kenobi goes on a detective assignment in the middle of episode 2.
1: Right, okay. You know. Yeah, I I, I can see where you're going. Cuz like that. in in the original
0: trilogy, it's Luke Skywalker's story. And Luke Skywalker is the new student of Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan dies, passes on his knowledge and guidance to Luke. Yoda continues his training and then Luke eventually helps save the the day in in Return right. of the Jedi. Um but like if you follow Obi-Wan, make it Obi-Wan's story, It's all about Obi-Wan, and he picks up this new student. Hey, this new student's very powerful, very important, and he's a good friend, but then he falls from grace. That, I think, is a more powerful story if it's told from Obi-Wan Kenobi's point of view because Obi-Wan is more relatable as a character Mm -hmm. than, I think, Anakin. Anakin is this ultra-powerful, Force-sensitive person who eventually falls and becomes a Sith. I don't think an average audience is going to right. embrace the you know corruption so to speak and if if the average audience does then maybe there's a problem with
1: society I don't know right yeah i see what you're saying um yeah i mean there's a couple different ways he could have done it i mean look it is it is what it is mm-hmm. uh you know love it, love it or hate it how you could have made it better worse whatever i mean yeah there's there's def- there's a million ways to argue that too but uh, yeah, it, it's it's um. Either way, we're we're gonna get some answers and we're gonna revisit some cool things mm-hmm. in the yeah. show. Um, you know, I know you're a big fan of the Mandalorian. I only watched the first episode, haven't gone back into it yet. I heard okay. great things. I heard it's fantastic. It's obviously of, saving the Star Wars franchise. Yes,
0: as of this recording, there's only one episode left to air in the second season.
1: Okay, so it's season two, season completed. two is almost wrapped, yeah, and season three will start, or we don't even know because it's probably put off because of COVID.
0: Well, I don't know if it's put off necessarily, but they the season two was released pretty much at the same time the previous year of the first season, so you might be on a, a an annual cycle.
1: Okay, so it'll be released. So it in might the be fall. November
0: of twenty twenty one. You okay. might see. The third season.
1: Okay, well, good. So it gives me time to get caught up. Yeah. yeah, I heard. I heard it's great. I heard. Favre and they only do and, like
0: what eight or ten episodes right, a season. Right. So. I mean, that's
1: what everybody's doing right now. Yes. Yeah. We're going to produce less episodes. But right. There's so much more TV out there, so I guess you can get through it all and be like, yeah. oh, before you get bored.
0: No, I you mean, watch 16 episodes straight and you're good to go. You're yeah. all caught up with everyone else. Yeah. Who's been waiting exactly. two years.
1: So we actually, so getting another thing I was going to touch on with that was, um, I just started watching Discovery hmm So, I know Discovery's in the middle of season three. Okay. Because you still have CBS All Access, right? Uh, sure. No, I don't have CBS All Access. Oh, okay. Actually, season one of Discovery's airing straight on regular CBS. Really? Yes. This fall, because I, I don't think they had enough shows. Oh, wow. Because of COVID or whatever. Huh. So, Thursday nights, 10 p.m. No kidding. They started episode one, and they're being airing it weekly. I think they're on episode eight or nine right now.
0: Of the third season? Of the first season. Of the first. They're mm-hmm. re-airing... Really? So mm-hmm. I could hook up my aerial antenna, just review all the the yeah. old episodes, and then start watching new episodes when they start airing.
1: Oh, you haven't? You haven't? I thought you watched it. I've
0: watched the first two seasons.
1: Okay, I have not seen. Maybe. I, I, well, I don't know if they're going to put all the seasons on on the show. I mean, they they they. I know they're doing season one. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know if that means they're going to continue with season two. Oh, okay. Um, well,
0: also what I heard is all these CBS All Access Star Trek shows are going to move to Netflix.
1: Yes, I heard that too. Picard. Which is
0: huge. Right. Um, as you remember, Cobra Kai was exclusive to YouTube. Right. And now it's on Netflix. And yeah. now it's on Netflix. And it has opened the door to an enormous base of viewers that mm-hmm. never watched it on YouTube because a lot of people weren't willing to pay for YouTube uh, TV. Right. YouTube Red. And same thing is going to happen with Discovery. There's going to be all these people that never wanted to pay a dime to CBS All Access. Didn't have the knowledge or desire to pirate it, and they're gonna watch it on Netflix and be like, Oh, you know, that that, we'll see how a new fan base reacts to uh Discovery. So, you've been watching, where are you
1: now? I think around like episode five of of season one. Oh, okay. Um, we got that far. Um, so I mean, it's 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 good. The first two episodes are a little weird. I understand it's a backstory, then the time jumps six months later, yeah. Um, but I still don't really know what's going on. I don't know why there's like these little organic life forms that could make the ship ti- teleport right. places and I guess they explain it all. How, are,
0: are you in season three already? Uh, I finished season two, so okay. I never saw season three.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I guess they'll get all into it, but you know, maybe on future sh- shows we can review that or whatever, but, uh, well, I think the I like actual- so far.
0: The, the origin of the, um, tart, tardigrades, tar- 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 there are yes. these giant tardigrades, tar- tar- right? And so if, if you don't know, you're listening to this, the tardigrades are a real thing. They're a microscopic organism that live here on Earth. And many scientists presume that since they can survive in literally any environment, they, they found living tardigrades uh, near volcanic lava. They've found tardigrades at the bottom of the sea. They, they can survive in vacuums. They're like, well, if they can survive anything, there's a possibility that tardigrades were on an asteroid that fell to Earth, however, hundreds of billions of years ago. Who okay. knows? And potentially, this is just a theory, but potentially may have been the first forms of life on Earth, in which case they could have seeded life on Earth that mm-hmm. we know of. Um, and so by that inspiration, uh, a show like Discovery, is was like, well, what if they could warp space and not right. just rely on asteroids but just mm-hmm. travel all across the, the universe so they've come up with this technology that makes tardigrade technology even faster than the warp space that has been established in Star Trek continuity and as far as their origins or how they've in in enslaved one so to speak is a, is a different story because I don't think they really get into the who what and why these
1: things exist they just do right and then, but it's a
0: discovery a top secret ship with top secret technology.
1: Oh, okay. I must've missed that part of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll find out they'll tie in exactly yeah. why the newer ships or, you know, Kirk's enterprise doesn't have the right technology or something happens mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yep. So, but, um, yeah, it's a pretty good show. Um, and I'm excited for the star Wars universe too. You know, we got, uh, um, we got that going on and, uh, I think there's a, a Cassian Andor show that's going to be starting soon. And who are they? Cassian Andor is uh, the guy from Rogue One. Oh, okay, right. Uh, the one with Jin Erso. so. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's going to be a series. It's going to be a, yeah, it's going to be a series. It's mm-hmm. going to be a prequel. Okay. So you know he was just like a spy mm-hmm. and had to do like I mean I think it's going to be pretty dark where he had to, he alludes to the fact that he's had to kill people and right. that stuff to survive and it's mm-hmm. going to be more of how life is living under the empire, mm-hmm. which I think is a really cool yeah, part of star Wars history that has not been fully developed yet. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. So, okay. Um, it was a galaxy con, what a week or two ago with, uh, Peter Cullen and Frank Walker. Right. What were your thoughts? You heard that?
0: Yeah, I, I, I watched it. Um, it was, it was cool. I mean you and I saw them live at uh, mm-hmm. at Megacon so I don't think I really remember well there were some things that they, they did they talked about which um, was was good on a technical voice performance aspect for me who does voice performance um, there was a question of how do you quote unquote take care of your voice mm-hmm. and you know how do you keep your voice from blowing out or whatever and um, Frank Welker's first First answer was uh, leave the studio (laughs) because these guys that they can go, you know, several hours, sometimes a full eight hour stretch of recording, which like really is rough on their on their voice. But two things. One Welker said like for any voice that really is hard on his voice, particularly the Dr. Claw Mm -hmm. voice he says he'll choke up on the microphone, basically. Get yes. This. He gets right up
1: there. Yeah, you do that good. And he speaks right. like this.
0: Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when you do rely more on the gain and getting close to the microphone, you can give your voice more of a break. Mm-hmm. Don't force it. Don't constrict it so hard, and you're not going to have the... Um, the you, you won't get nodes, and you're not going to have a soreness on your vocal cords. Peter Cullen... Um, Came out from the opposite side. He's like, I, you know, I've talked to people who train like uh, operatic performers and they're like, it's all about support from your right. diaphragm. Right. And it's about pro- projecting from your diaphragm and not getting those high pitches from constricting your vocal cords, but forcing more air out of your out of your diaphragm. And that way you can project more and get more volume and more pitch. Rather than squeezing your vocal cords, and so long story short, that's the only new thing I got out of that uh, out of that panel.
1: Right. Yeah, I was hoping they were do. Ben was disappointed because Cullen really didn't do the Optimus voice. Plus, his voice sounded off for some reason. But um, it was weird when uh, apparently I guess Welker is a fan of the Denver Broncos.
0: That's right. And I did learn that. And yeah.
1: Did you notice that he? In the Megatron voice, was hoping the Denver Broncos had a better season. Yes. That was quite a weird (laughs) thing to hear Megatron Megatron talking about the Denver Broncos, but (laughs) that happened. Yes. So, um, the one thing I learned, which I thought was pretty cool, I I did like that story, but um, they asked Cullen his inspiration for Ironhide. Oh, yes. He talked about a character, he had just seen a movie. Um, by an actor who I'd never heard of. It was called Chill Wills, mm-hmm. um, who talked in a sort of like country drawl kind of accent, and he had seen some of his movies, and, you know, that's how he kind of did the Ironhide voice. And then I, so I went back, and I tried to look up Chill Wills. I found him, mm-hmm. and he did like a bunch of movies, a lot of comedy stuff or whatever. And so he did a bunch like uh, of movies and a character called uh, Francis the Mule, Mm. So it was a mule that talked. Okay. And this was apparently before Mr. Ed or yeah. could have been an inspiration for Mr. Ed because okay. it was like in the fifties. Right. And it was a mule that like walked in and it was like on a courtroom scene and it was on the stand and it was talking and the mm-hmm. judge was like, a mule can't talk. And it's like, here I am talking. And then, and everyone's like, oh my God, the mule talks mm. and, and the case dismissed. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Great was, story. Yeah. Great story. So I, I just sitting there and I'm, I'm watching this Francis the mule nonsense and I'm like, I can't believe my entire childhood, I love the character of Ironhide, mm. and he's based off of this guy that's basically a talking mule, like a right. Mr. Ed, I'm like, it kind of just like shut it down, like, really? <laughs> like, okay. I'm like, I'm not just going to forget this kind of origin story, right. and, and just respect Ironhide for who he was. Mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing, but that that's kind of basically where the inspiration was that he was saying. I mean, obviously he talked about his brother Larry and yeah. and and the inspiration with the Vietnam War and, and Prime the story we all know for a while, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I never really knew the Ironhide thing, and that's so he should. No, and on that. and
0: yeah, the credit uh, Patty for for steering it that way because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've obviously I've got an Ironhide right there, and I don't think Ironhide gets enough credit. Um, for the character that he was, and like he gets offed by Megatron so callously in that movie. Yeah, unde- I really undeserved. I loved Ironhide, even in his scenes in the movie where Ironhide is so gung ho about we've gotta stand up to the Decepticons right. and fight them. And and he's just like he's just itching to fight. And like as a viewer, you're like, yeah, man, the Decepticons have taken over cybertron and autobots have got nothing to say about it Mm -hmm. and 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 then like then he gets killed by Mm -hmm. megatron and you're like this isn't the way things are supposed to go it's supposed to be like the autobots they they bide their time and then they rise up and, and win and uh yeah no i i just i i know that optimus prime got resurrected and all that stuff but the fact that Ironhide didn't get the benefit of at least a new design, a new body, something just take his brain and make it live on mm-hmm. somehow, but he didn't get that kind of uh, uh, acknowledgement. I, I I feel like he was underappreciated.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I do too. His 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 offing was not very well justified, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, it is it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that was pretty cool. The next I don't know, it was the next day or later on that same I think it was later on the same day. Um, I know you didn't hear it. They had an interview with uh, Michael Bean. And that oh, right. was pretty cool. So, Michael Bean, uh, for those of you who don't know, he played Kyle Reese in the original Terminator. Uh, he was Hicks in uh, Aliens. He was Johnny Ringo, my favorite role in, in Tombstone. Tombstone. Um, he was also in The Abyss, millions of mm-hmm. other things. Um, he's, he's just a. Uh, fantastic actor. I really loved the interview with him. He just seemed so humble, mm-hmm. so just appreciative of things. Talked about you know growing up in Hollywood. About he had this really good friendship with uh, Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. Um, just just a lot of cool stuff that that was that was going on around that he said that he, you know, enjoyed. He said he, uh, he enjoyed playing villains a little bit more than than heroes. And mm-hmm. you know, Patty asked him some good questions about you know. Um, who he said he enjoyed working on the movie The Rock. He said Johnny Ringo obviously was his favorite character. They asked him like, you know, what was your favorite uh line in a movie that you ever said, and mm. he said my favorite line was "Come with me if you want to live." And I'm like, oh okay, that's right, pretty cool. To- He's the
0: first one that delivered that line. Yeah.
1: So um, you know, I really, I really enjoyed it. But but uh, what was really funny about the interview was for some reason they started talking about Star Wars. Um, well, he's in The Mandalorian.
0: Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's so why they're talking about Star Wars. He, and as of the time of that panel, he, he was he was only he was in one episode. Killed. Yeah, he was introduced and killed, and killed right. in one episode of The Mandalorian. Right. But like it, it, that panel happened shortly after that episode aired so it's very fresh on people's minds that's right So
1: that's why they were talking about Star Wars and so Mm -hmm. he's like well you know so Patty was like were you a big Star Wars fan and Mm -hmm. he's like well you know I went in and I saw the movie uh, A New Hope with like some friends and it really wasn't my thing He's like he said he was sitting there and the and the, the words were going and I'm like oh I'm supposed to read that and you know mm-hmm. and then you know he was just so like obviously trying to be like anti nerdy for lack of a better term mm-hmm. and he was just like yeah you know and then later on like like there was like Princess Leia and she was like oh, what what is that uh, uh, like he was trying to look for the word and he's like I I want to say sonogram um but you know when she's there with R two D two and Patty's like the hologram, he's like, yeah, that's it, hologram. Oh, boy, okay. so he called it the sonogram, I and love I'm like, it. That, that was great. It <laughs> absolutely cracked me up. I was like, yeah, it's Princess Leia's sonogram <clears throat> to look for Obi Wan. Seems
0: to be a message. Look, this R two unit <laughs> is pregnant. <laughs> Back
1: to the Future was on on. Mm. AMC or Annie or something like that. So I'm like, all right, I'll start watching, you know. Um, <laughs> so this is really funny. Like, and I understand that they're time constrained, you know, looking for commercials. Mm-hmm. So the scene where uh, Marty goes back in time, mm-hmm. Doc mentions that there's Libyan nationalists that he stole and they want him to make him a bomb. So, right. you know, I know this day and age, we're trying not to insult mm-hmm. people. So the Libyans show up. Mm hmm. They completely butchered the scene where Doc gets shot and killed. They do not right. even
0: show it. Well, you're not. Well, on TV, it's commercial TV, right? You don't but wanna... I've seen it before on TV. Really?
1: When, when back in the day, when we mm-hmm. were kids and they would air it on NBC, mm-hmm. and that's the only way you could, like, tape a movie because right. you had a VCR. They had. Wow. Wow. You know, that they didn't shoot. They bull- didn't show, maybe show the bullets going in him. That like okay. that one part. Yeah. But they did the whole scene where he like went in front of the van and he threw the gun. Yeah. And he held up his arms and then maybe right. he was shot and he kind of crumbled to the ground and they mm-hmm. didn't show the whole thing. But right. at least you, this was like I don't even know why Doc's lying on the ground. Like, they completely edited... Like There's, also no,
0: there's no sound? They don't sh- hear gunshot You might
1: hear a gunshot, but okay. it's just, like, kind of awkward. And and then yeah. there's also no shot with, like, when they're firing the, about to fire the gun at Marty, and mm-hmm. he closes his eyes, and the gun jams. Mm-hmm. Completely edited out. Mm. So it's, like, this really it's, quick scene.
0: It's gun violence.
1: <laughs> you it, know, they're,
0: they're clamping down on gun violence in media.
1: It cra- and then even more so. So mm-hmm. then like then, then Marty's escaping and then you remember what happens next. They have a rocket launcher and they're gonna shoot right, the rocket right, right. launcher. They completely edited that out. Oh wow So all of a sudden Marty's driving due to do he does he just looks in the mirror for some mm-hmm. reason and mm-hmm. says, Holy geez, and mm-hmm. then kicks it into high gear. I mean you don't even know I'm like th- and and the worst part about it was mm-hmm. at the end of the movie they revisit that scene. Mm-hmm. So they show that whole scene from the from the faraway perspective. Yeah. So why didn't you show it? <laughs> right. With with the gunshots there, you know I I understand they're trying to eliminate the gun violence, but mm. you know what? Uh, the mom incest with the son—that's okay, right? Like that 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 is good. <laughs> that's you know we're, we're yeah. okay with that because mm-hmm. that honestly, out of those, if I had to pick between the two, that creeps me out a little bit more.
0: <laughs> well, that's the crux of the movie <laughs> that the, the mom wants to sleep with the son.
1: But I mean, you know, they didn't have to have the mom kiss him. They could have mm-hmm. just been on the date. Like, they didn't right. have to include that part of the movie. But in the 80s, you know, whatever. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But now everybody's so, like, insulted by everything, which is just obnoxious about mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. Uh, just my opinion. But, um, you know, they, 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 yeah, they keep all that in. Yeah. All right. You know, whatever.
0: I mean, there's also comedy in that, too, in that she's sure. trying to advance on him. And, of course, he's not going to advance on a beautiful Leah Thompson. Right. For the only reason you wouldn't want Leah Thompson is because she's related to you. Right.
1: Did you hear about the thing with the Disney
0: photographs? Uh, So this is about the ride photographs. The ride photographs yes. with the Photoshop and i masks. have I've... I've, I've, I've I'm familiar with this story yes
1: yeah uh, so yeah if crazy. you're
0: if you're on let's say Splash Mountain for example and you're not wearing a mask uh, there was a point when Disney would put masks digitally over your mouth and nose because there are other people on the ride that are abiding by the park rules which is you need to be wearing a mask at all times unless there's food going in your mouth at the time uh, so I think to appeal to people that are abiding by the rules, they're like, uh-uh, you don't get a better uh, photo of yourself just because you decided to skirt the rules. We're going to cover your mask just like everyone else did. But or- then I think they've backpedaled on that and they're like, we're not going to do that anymore.
1: They're not going to do it anymore because they were called out on it, and mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're actually even allowing you to buy the photos mm-hmm. or not, or whatever the situation is because of that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I felt like it was because they wanted everybody to follow the rules. Maybe mm-hmm. more because they didn't want to get like liable for something. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody bought a photograph and they saw the person behind them wasn't wearing a mask in the photo, mm-hmm. then they're going to turn around and sue Disney for not enforcing the protocol. Yeah, because they got sick from COVID or whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, how much of a case would that be? Like, if you sat there and you brought the photograph in and you could obviously tell that it was digitally altered, sure, that's going to look worse on Disney.
0: Yeah, that they actually try to cover S- try up to evidence. Co- try
1: to cover up evidence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't, you know, they, they, they got to find a line to draw where where everything is. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, the, the bottom line is if they were worried about it, mm-hmm. let's just not sell the photographs. Like... Yeah, that'll eliminate you from any sort of worry because the rides too. you're moving around and people might want to wear the mask. It could fall off. You might have it on loosely. mm -hmm. The wind blows it, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had an experience at uh, Universal. I was on the Hagrid's motorbike Mm -hmm. and I did not intend to take my mask off. But there's a point when the, the wind shear like pulled it down around my neck and uh there was a point and like even we're going backwards at one point and there's people in front of me turning around to see where we're going. They're looking right at me mm-hmm. with, with no mask on. It's like, sorry, I didn't
1: do this. Where was your was it still with you or it flew yeah, completely it just, off the right? No, just
0: no blew down under my chin. Oh, OK. So the, the wind force just blew it down. Right. And so I can't take my hands off the handlebars to put right. it back because I'm right. holding on for dear life. Right. Um, so, and even, I think at one point I did, but it still just came right back down. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I'm but sure anyway,
0: it's, I mean, it's, 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 no the, the, the,
1: the, I mean, you're not going to contract COVID that way. No anyway one's going to, no, the, it's, I mean, the, it's,
0: the, the, it's there's a very, very low viral load outdoors, Right. high wind scenario. It's not going to, and I, I wasn't positive anyway, Right. but, um, no one was going to get sick that way. Right. I mean, right. I don't know. That's the world we're living in. That's the world we're
1: living in. <laughs> Hopefully, it's it's on the upswing. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, but cool. A lot of good sci-fi stuff. A lot of good Transformers stuff this week. We're excited. A lot of new shows coming out. Um, when we uh, our next show, I uh, definitely will have to talk about the new Transformer show because that's coming out in about a week or two. I am
0: excited that we're not having to wait a full year for this. To I come know, out. like I was thinking, right? Oh, geez, we, we got through all those episodes in no time, and now I got to wait a whole year for more. No, nope. this what was it? Six months?
1: Well, the thing was though, and I don't remember the original date, but it definitely was in the spring. It was delayed for a long time. I think because of of COVID or because mm. they wanted to redub it in other languages or whatever. Okay, I don't know if the same people were working on Earthrise, or maybe there were other people, so maybe the goal was to have this show come out, like, February, mm-hmm. and the second show come out in December, like, normal time, right. but since we didn't get it to, like, I think July, mm-hmm. it was June or end of yeah. June or end of July, summer, yeah. um, you know, now it's just, it's only six months, so it okay. looks great, but I know the original show was delayed several months for, okay. for that reason, mm. so, you know, hopefully it's not going to be a big gap between, because I know it's a three-part series, mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not a big gap between two and three, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how many episodes. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: Cool. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me again. All right. It's a pleasure, Alex. And um, if you want to comment on this episode or other episodes, visit our Facebook page. It is about the Clusterfudge Clusterfudge podcast. Look it up on Facebook. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye.